This program is intended for mature audiences. Parental discretion is advised. Yo, 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 it's the White Show. I'm the best in the nation. I built this shit. Me. Brick by brick. And I'll be damned if I let you tear it down just because you don't like the way another nigga talk. Yes, sir. Damn, nigga. Stay true. Do you. Yo, yo, yo. It's the White Show. Yo, 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 this is The White Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, y'all. If this is your first time listening, you know I always start the show off the same by giving thanks. I appreciate the daps, the hugs, the kisses, the when you're going to make it, don't forget about me when you make it, the shorts, the websites, the the DMs, all of it, man. I, I really appreciate the love, the love in person, the long drunk talks when I'm at the bar and the nigga got his arm around my shoulder like, boy, you that nigga? I appreciate that. Them talks go a long way. And like I said, y'all continue to support. I continue to drop great art. White show. He's developed my mind to know I'm not alone and he never left me. And I need not worry about nobody accepting me because he does. A few months from now, we're going to talk about where I was. Here I is. Telling you like it is. It's better now. I'm still here. Honest. 
We back, we back, we are back. White show, white show, white show. And today, 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 we have a special guest, my boy, TB Honest, Tavares yeah. Barnes. Finally got you in the building, bro. What they do? Hey, man, glad to have you here, man. Long awaited. One, and I'll tell y'all this, bro. One of the first and one of the biggest supporters that I have. And I say supporters because he's a friend as well, but bro, like, supports what I do. And he's made that clear from day one. So I just had to say that, you know what I'm saying, why, you, why I got you here. But Absolutely. definitely appreciate you for sure for coming through, bro. Um, we just start light. Just give everybody an intro, your background, where you All come right. from. You know, I know. Yeah. But yeah, for the people. So yeah, I mean, I was um I was born in the Bahamas. Me and my mom moved to Jacksonville, and I was like four or five years old. Um, grew up here, raised here. <clears throat> um, I was raised 45th of Moncrief. Grew up in Hilltop. Um, went to James Water Johnson, mm -hmm. then I went to uh, First Coast. Yeah, I went Ooh. to Clemson. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I went to Clemson, and then I went to the NFL for a little bit. Uh, played. Um, Last year in the NFL was 2018, and uh -huh. I played for this for the AAF in 2019, and I played for the XFL in 2020. Mm -hmm. And man, these past two years have just been a whirlwind, you know. At, uh, so that's what I want to get into at the beginning. I'm glad you kind of said that because I, it, to me, it, it's a journey for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so kind of just like for those who listening, you know, don't understand necessarily. Like explain that that journey from playing at an elite program in high school to going to as a black man going to college, man. the journey for that going into the NFL, the yeah. journey like that's a journey, bro. That yeah. a, a lot of I hate to say hood niggas hood nigga dreams. You lived it, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. did that shit. Yeah. Like just getting there, nigga. If I would have made it to the goddamn tryouts, <laughs> I'll post that bit every throwback Thursday. Boy, y'all remember that time? I'll right, be, right. Shit. <laughs> I know a hundred thousand niggas who ain't make it. So that's crazy. But nah, yeah. man, dive into that if you don't mind. Nah, man. So it's you know, like it's you don't even really be knowing, I guess, what you're into or you know, what you're doing is so big until other people tell you, you know, like even what you just said, it's like right. I was just going to school, bro. Like doing, doing what thing. everybody else did. You know, our age, like you know, mm -hmm. you grew up playing hotball. You know, you played different sports, and you just went to school, whatever school, your neighborhood school. You know, um, and so going to first coast, bro, it was like it was like he was already a superstar. I ain't right. gonna lie, it was you know during that era when I was there, it was you know he had Nigel Carr. You had I could see that from afar. I yeah. had some arguments. With my bad. No, you, I know you post, and y'all white show, y'all not be interrupting, but. Bro, I had some arguments with some young dudes uh -huh. about our era of football and yeah. their era of football. Yeah. They felt they were better than our era of because course. they had more guys to go further. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's true if you're looking at the totality. Mm -hmm. But if we're comparing the era when we were in school to when y'all were in school, oh no. Totally different. Oh no. Totally like like so yeah, back to all those names you were just saying. Nice. Bro, these kids just wanna look sweet now. Yeah. Like without actually putting in the work. Like I, I was I was at Clemson a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and I asked, I forgot who I asked. I forgot one of the coaches or assistant trainers. And we gonna I wanted to get into that too. Okay. I, I'm gonna ask you about that experience as well. Okay. But yeah. See, so I was like, um when I was here, no, so I was like, how many people you think work out extra after practice? He said, nobody does. And I said, would you say, 
could you say the same thing when I was here? He said, hell no. <laughs> you know, so that, that's the difference right there. Like, yeah. And I talked to Coach Sweeney too, man. I was, you know, I was talking to Coach Sweeney like two hours. Right. The longest I ever talked to Coach Sweeney in my life. <clears throat> we mm. were just kicking it, you know, talking about life, faith, football. And he just told me, man, we have a lot of good guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like good guys. Like not no guys who like me, like, you know, rebellious guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're kind of gritty, mm. you know. It's like nowadays kids ain't like that. They they are they more into social media and posting their highlights other than just putting in the work. Right. And so that's just how it is in high school too. You know, like I coached our first coach about three years ago, and it was the exact same thing. Like when I was in high school, bro, we was running stadiums after practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you had you Nigel. You I know, remember Gary those Tansley. comparisons. Man, Avis as far as that. the practices, like yeah, bro. At our school, summer workouts were optional. And I, I forgot who I talked to at. Co- uh, it might have been Carrington. He was like, "Bro, if you don't come to summer workouts, you not playing. You not playing. Bro. You not like, playing. You not, playing, you not getting bro. dressed. And all oh, not getting coach, no bro, equipment, to, bro. If you was not lifting, I think you had to lift weights, bro. If you wasn't lifting two seventy five, two fifty, two seventy five, three hundred pounds." Boy, you weren't playing, boy. Yeah. Like, they made sure you came during the summer. I had a real football program. Bro, I'm talking about 6 a.m. Yeah. Bro, Ooh. in high school. Never. In high school. <laughs> we, like We tried, We did two a days one year, my junior year. Wow. And that was, it was during the summer. It was still optional. Yeah. But we had, like, a lot more people involved. I was the first time having a black head coach. Mm-hmm. He bought, like, 17 other coaches. So that was the first time we had coaches for every position, mm. which we never had. We always only had one or two coaches. Yeah. Got 17 coaches. All of them are black except one. Everybody got a weightlifting program. We got a a nutritionist. Yeah. We was doing all that. So, like, you coming up in that, how was your experience? Because you got all this competition around you and this tradition around you that you got to adhere to. How is that? Bro, it's, it's, you know... Or was it's, it a cakewalk? You might have been that dude. You feel? Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a cakewalk. It was just like, you know, growing up, man, I got to, they doing this. I, you know, I see Garrett Tinsley lifting 300 pounds, 315. Mm-hmm. I'm like, boy, I got to get that, boy, because right. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sack leader right here in the yeah. five school. Rest in peace, GT, man. Rest in peace, not to mention, you know what I'm saying? I was his protege. Like, that was that's my big brother to this day. Like, 951, I catch 951 all the time. You right. know what I'm saying? I still tweet it and I, and I put it on Facebook, but you know, we just looked up to those guys because they really worked hard. Like, if you, bro, if you was late to to workouts or to a meeting, bro, mm-hmm. you was getting slapped by Nunu, bro. Ooh, Nunu was going to slap. see that. Nadja was going to slap. And they're they going to be right there. Like, well, what you got to say? Well, like, it don't matter. But I done seen, <laughs> I done seen fist fights in a locker room yeah. bro, after practice about the, the smallest misunderstanding. Like, it can be very minuscule, but if you're not... I don't, it's just crazy. That yeah. era was different, but like it was really different. Everybody cared. Bro. They cared, bro. Yes, it was passion. Bro. It was yes. passion. Yes. And and that's what I, I see in your journey. That's why I try to see the 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 dots connect in that way. So like coming from that, going to college, you know, going into Clemson, um, you know, how was that experience? And even like deciding, like shit, like how did you man, say, hey, Clemson the one for me? Man, honestly, I was committed. To, so my senior year of high school, I was committed to Florida State mm-hmm. for nine months, and then. When signing day came, I think no, January came, um, and I said, I'm going to Clemson. I took a visit to Clemson, and, man, I prayed about it, talked to my mom about it. Yeah. And that was it. It was like Coach Sweeney, bro. Like, <laughs> that whole environment was just different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I knew 
that I was going to be taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I, people still ask me to this day, like, do you regret going to Clemson? Would you have made another decision? I said, no, hell no, absolutely not. I, I don't even see that being a regrettable decision, but. No, no. You know, well, people ask me that because I didn't play as much because my coach ain't like me. He told me that's my senior year at Clemson. Like, oh, wow. This man said. How do you deal with that? Bro, so he said, you know, I can tell Coach Sweeney I played you, but I know I didn't. But if he come to me and ask me why you didn't play Tavares more, I'm going to say I'm going to play him more next game, Coach. Bro, after he told me that, bro, I started popping pills. I started smoking cigarettes. I got fatter during my senior year. Mm-hmm. Nigga, depressed. Like, to be honest with you, I just forgave this dude earlier this year. Right. So seven, eight years, it took me to forgive him, you know, because you messed up me getting drafted. Like, I got invited to the NFL Combine, you know, and they labeled me as the most intriguing player there because mm-hmm. I, I, every time I got in the game, I made plays. Exactly. But I had less than 200 snaps. I was the only player there with less than 200 Because I was about to say, from my memory, when I did see you play, you balled up. That's what I – I couldn't – I don't think I – and because time has passed, I don't think I equated the amount of time that you played to how you played. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because you always – from what I saw, you always played great. Yeah. That's why you got it. to that level. Yeah. But like you said, hearing that, and I'm, I've am i talked to other players who've gotten some, uh, somewhat far that played college ball at least – and I've heard some of the same stories, not necessarily saying they, the coach didn't like them, but it wasn't the environment for them. They mm-hmm. couldn't necessarily flourish and be themselves in that environment. Yeah. It was a lot they were battling. Yeah. And But see, a lot of guys get lost in that, you know, that recruiting phase too, because, mm-hmm. you know, they make decisions based off all the glitz and glamour. You yeah. know, at the time when I made my decision, ain't nobody know about Clemson. Hell, I ain't even know about Clemson. You know right. what I'm saying? That I know they was coming on to me hard. And you know their their colors were were intriguing. I loved orange, mm-hmm. and I love Coach Sweeney's spirit, bro. Mm-hmm. That, that's just what was different for me. Like I really prayed about that. People say they pray, but do you really? Right. I made a you know my spirit led me there, you know. So that was that was a difference for me. Okay. Um. So then, like you said, it did. You said it messed up the the draft opportunities, but you still got to the league. Yeah, so so so, so, so I still got to the league, right? Um, I went undrafted, and but I say this: I say he played a significant role in my demise because I lost my passion for the game of football. Mm-hmm. Like after that, bro, when I, my first year in New Orleans, it was just about the lifestyle. Right. So I was not trying to perfect my craft at all. Like I was just, bro, I was on, bro. As anybody that was around me then, I was on Saks Fifth every week. You know, I love fashion. You yeah, know, absolutely, I always, absolutely. Always, you know, I always cop your stuff. I was on Saks Fifth every week. Boosie was my favorite rapper at the time. This mm. man always talked about Robin jeans. Nigga, I had 20 pair of Robin jeans. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, just for I, no reason, bro. Like, do, I never had I never had it. I was so, about to say, I think every nigga would have did the same never thing, Never had bro. it, bro. My first time I'm able to, my mama needs something, I got it. Like, yeah. I ain't got to call my granddaddy, you feel me? Yeah. So, you know, bro, I got lost in the sauce. You know, honestly, mm. and that's what I tell these jits, now these kids, now, nah, man, yeah. hey, perfect your crap. And women going to be there. Yeah. And, and so, bro, I, I was just into women and, and and living a life, bro. I was, man, I was spending like four or five bands a week in the strip club, yeah. be live in New living Orleans life, on Burbage. Living the living life. life, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like, now I look, you know, retrospect, it's like, I don't have nothing to show for it from that time but an MCM bag now that I mm-hmm. bought off, that I bought off on uh, Canal Street. 
you know, and so I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, if I want somebody else to listen to me, hear me and, and be able to, you know, navigate their future differently than I did. Mm-hmm. You know, so, hey, man, our testimony isn't for us. So I'm going to tell it every time and be transparent. You know what I'm saying? Because I want some I want somebody else to grow from it. Hey, don't do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you've experienced it, so somebody else don't have to experience it either. Exactly. I can share that. I can, I've sharing my journey to show y'all it's a different way to go. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man, um, definitely uh, appreciate that journey because, like I said, so many guys, bro, we dream of just getting that far. Yeah. Yours may not have been as linear as you would like it to be. Yeah. But you got there. You work hard for it. It's still something to be proud of, man. Um, it's admirable. And you you got that for the rest of your life. Yeah. You got it. Even though you might not go on the field, you still got it. Yeah. And there might be a chance you go back. So I think you still can. I ain't shit. I, I'm not doubting you. But yeah. uh, even then, man, we're just going to take a break. And then we're going to get into your new journey. Definitely. Let's get yeah. it. What's the word, everybody? It's your man, Mr. Al Peter, Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood and the NPN Network. And I'm here today to tell you about what the NPN Network consists of. The NPN Network is an entertainment as well as a developing media company based in Jacksonville, Florida. Our goal is to highlight various creatives that exist in spaces of music, visual arts, podcasting, and more. Within the network, we have multiple brands that will parallel with creatives, events, and other brands. The Neighborhood Podcast Network is a collective of independent podcast shows that has various topics ranging from the latest culture news, mental health, sports, and leisure conversations. We also have the Groove Suite brand that explores the realm of soul, hip-hop, R&B, funk, and more. The Groove Suite. Our health and beauty section gives a view on how to keep yourself in shape, in style, and in tune with your body and your mental. Last, we have the Fly Socks and Tees, an annual summer event that brings creatives together to celebrate the past years and victories that were received. So swing by our website, mpn-llc.com, and subscribe so you can stay up on what's happening with the neighbors and the groovers. Also, follow us on our Facebook page as well as Instagram and Twitter, MPN Management. Building but becoming to the top. Game no way for no nigga. It's up to you if you gon' sit or you gon' go get it. Through the mud, I done struggle for my position. Now I take champagne showers with these bitches. Throw these hoes mostly gold diggers. It don't matter cause I'm just having fun with them. Hold on. 
first I went to college I had them drop down and shit and um school wasn't really working out nigga had got tired of that shit I was like man and I need it really wasn't even that it wasn't working out I really needed some bread because I was in I was a junior when I dropped out I wasn't like no first semester dropped out as a freshman okay, okay. I was in my third year like trying to get in still trying to get into my major because I was having trouble with my undergrad yeah but I was still close to that point. Got on academic probation. They wasn't giving me my money and shit. I couldn't get no job. I was like, and I was used to having money. Not because I was like no hustle or nothing. Like my people were straight, so I didn't have to pay no bills, but I had a job. So I always had my own shit. So when I got to college, nigga, I ain't had no job. I ain't had no car. I was like, bro, this is some whole ass shit. I can't do this. So I just went to the army. Cause I ain't want to come back to Jacksonville and live here. 
So I was like, that was the, the next, hey, I can get on right now. Less than six months, I can be gone. Everything else was like a year, two years. I was like, man, I can't stand the Ville for a year. I can do six. Six months, piece of cake. A year? That's holidays, all that. Hell no. Nah. Trust me, trust me. I already know, bro. Like, I, I, I was talking to somebody. I was saying, man, I feel like I'm just supposed to visit that school. You know what it is, bro? I don't know how it is now, but at that time, Jax was not made for anybody under the age of, like, 28. It just wasn't the entertainment not there. It's starting to become there now. We have more attractions. We have more restaurants. We have more entertainment. But at that time, it was nothing here. You was either going to just come here, get in a relationship, have a few babies. That's all I saw in my mind. Everybody who stayed here just ended up starting a family, getting a job, and just kind of chilling. I was like, I want to explore a little bit. Like, I don't want to just, all right, that's it. So that's how I got to that. But we back, y'all. We back. We back. Why so? Why so? Why um, so? So let's get into the second half, man. The writer, the speaker, <laughs> uh, the artist. You have a you have a few songs. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me what legend to that, and then we can get into what you actually have that's out. Oh uh, man, so I was actually playing the XFL. I always wrote, man. Like I wrote, I went to Martin Luther King, <laughs> and I used to write songs when I was at elementary school. Mm-hmm. But I never like. Let nobody else hear it. I thought it was lame, but I always been a writer. So XFL, I was in Washington, D.C., and I found out at uh, this place called Bus Boys and Ports. And, you know, me and my, just, you know, we just like the vibe. Yeah, the older yeah. vibe. Like, you know, see some women, the lights down, mm-hmm. a few drinks, whatever. And so I just started writing again. And, you know, my teammates came out. They supported me. And I performed, bro, and I was so nervous my first time. I was so nervous. I was shaking, bro. I was shaking on Probably stage. Sweating. sweating. bro. It was crazy. And, bro, but the responses that the ooze, uh, yeah. mm, it was like, that was like exhilarating yeah, for me. endorphins start yeah, kicking in. Bro, like, I'm I like, like that. okay, I like this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, bro, it was like a weekly thing for me uh, until the league discontinued. We had to come back home, but... It was a weekly thing. I have had more and more teammates come up. Even some of my um, the equipment managers came, mm-hmm. and they was like, "Bro, you good?" And so later that, so that was January, February, and so I was I kept writing, and I published my first poetry book, Aesthetically Virtuous. Yep. In um, I think September, August or September of 2020. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up, man. Um, I definitely enjoyed the journey, man. The, and that, and that was, that was um, one of the songs I played at the beginning. Um, your newest song. Spiritual Growth. Spiritual Growth. I had yeah. played that one. Um, I liked that one a lot. And then the other one, um, Addiction. Mm-hmm. I played that one a lot as well. Um, but as far as um, the writing, the speaking, um, the music, where do you want to go with it? in totality or how far do you see yourself going with it man I, I, I see myself lighting up Broadway you know I, I see myself um, performing that big gospel award show okay. I see myself you know opening up for a J. Cole you know a big crit you know what I'm saying I can see on, that on tour like I, that's that's really why I'm at you know I know that I'm that <clears throat> I know that I'm that good you know it's not even 
as far as being arrogant, you know, but mm -hmm. I'm seeing about life that you have to have a certain level of confidence and because people, people are, are take that away from you if you let them. They will. People can, especially when you're being positive, people yeah, can bro. see it as like, is that really him? Right. Is, is he being, he putting on the show for something? Like, bro, what, 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 what is, what's all this positive stuff? You bro. put something negative, they'll eat all that up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sharing they'll it all. eat that up all day. Sharing it all. Bro, it's people from, from Hilltop who I grew up with that. My own, I'm talking about my own blood relatives around mm -hmm. this city that don't don't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, he it was just like last month somebody uh, told me that I, I that I'm soft. Somebody well, somebody told somebody else that oh that boy's soft and he lame, he green, all mm -hmm. this stuff, right? But it's like I've never been tried by nobody in this city. Mm -hmm. Like people have always talked about me, you know, to other people. Um, they equate what I'm saying by Jacksonville. They equate green to someone that's different. Exactly. But the thing about it is, bro, I've just been so many other places. I've been to Seattle. I've been you to culture, DC, bro. You know, you know what I'm saying? You culture. And so it's like, excuse me for not wanting to stand up in 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 Riverside in one of them bars and just me and mug everybody. Right. No, bro. I'm going to fucking dance, bro. I love to dance. I love to dance. I'm going to vibe. I'm going to talk to bro, different that, people. That's, that's something me? that's that's so poisonous in this city, bro. bro that, that was one of the big, like being green has held back so much opportunities for people to connect and network. Yes, yes. Because they like, oh, this, if they're not in on the loop, if, if something happens that's trendy and they weren't in on it first, it's green. Right. If they never heard of it, Everybody else did, but they feel like their recognition is the bar for the, everybody else to agree with. Yes. I ain't hear it, so it ain't cool. Says who? Who are you? Right. Right. It, that, we and, fight with that a lot. And I, and I, you know, and I hate <laughs> it, man. You know, I, I, and I've been speaking out against this for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, just how the, the city is, how we, bro, we so talented, you know, but we, we don't, we don't want to work together. We would not work together for nothing in the world. And you know what's even the, even crazy about the not working together. A lot of people won't work together because they feel like how I said earlier, but then there's people like me because I feel like people feel that way. I don't want to work with them. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because yeah. I'm thinking, Hey, I want to work with this person, but they seem like they might be a little standoffish. I ain't going to do that. Cause I ain't trying to get into nothing. Right. I'm just trying to network and, and grow. I'm not trying to create no enemies cause somebody may feel like I'm, not of their ilk right or whatever they got going on right and you know some people i've changed their perspective they might have thought a certain way about me like damn brian even know you was like that you a cool dude you dope i like what you got going on yeah and i'm like that's a part of networking so you can find out different shit and understand that everybody is not what you think it is you see where i live at yeah i don't tell everybody where i'm from but when they find out they be like damn i would have never thought that right I know you wouldn't because right. that's the perception. I'm supposed to look like this. I'm supposed <laughs> to act like this right. and talk like this. Right. I kind of look a little, but it ain't what they think. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm well-kept. I'm well-spoken. Absolutely. I got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Damn. That's where you from? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of us out here like that. Y'all just us. only see the ones I want to put the light on. Come on. Come on. And, and man, that's, that's so true. You know, and you look at Atlanta. And I always say this. Look at Atlanta, bro. Even all the, all of those rappers, all of those club promoters, bro, they sharing each other's stuff. 
You know what I'm saying? They supporting. Yep. Like, we don't do that. You know At what I'm saying? All. Like, you think about some of the people that's that's big from here. Like, they all get big and, and they never come back. And sometimes you can't blame them. But then again, it's like, we ain't going to never grow. We don't never grow. If everybody who made it never left, it should probably be popping. Yeah. If everybody who made it never left, but I, I can't hold that to them because I understand everybody got a different history. A lot of people took a lot of losses here. Yeah. They don't want to be reminded of that. True. And then be trying to help. And the same way I said how I felt, you want to, but you thinking that and then that person shit on you, like, damn. No, nah, I, mean, I was just know, trying to. Well, think about it like that. That's, you know, I can see that. Mm -hmm. But everybody ain't got them and like that, bro. They not. You know what I'm saying? Everybody not like that, bro. Like you, it's some, it'll be some people that that made it in music, and in, in all facets of you know entertainment. Mm -hmm. But they don't, they don't come back. They don't. Or they come back, they you know they'll post up in the club or in the hood for like yeah. two hours and they and they out. They gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, like what do hot? We need a Drake. Like, <laughs> come on, like Tokyo can be putting somebody on, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Naruto, come yeah. on, bro. Like they can put one of these rappers on who been killing. And they probably they probably are. But the thing I, that I talk Seti. to about, a lot of people about is also tapping those other markets. Because that's mm -hmm. where you were saying earlier, we got so much talent. And the reason why everybody looking at us in a certain light and how we how I'm talking, how I've, how we view ourselves mm -hmm. is because what we give light to. I love that scene. That scene of music. We don't need to get rid of it, but we don't need to put all our light on it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of other people like you, like me, other people doing way other stuff that's not necessarily rapping or if they're rapping, they're not rapping about drill. Drill is cool. Yeah. You got to have it. I'm not one of the people say to not have it. It's a space for everything. Absolutely. We need all that shit, but we don't need to just keep putting it on one thing. So like, if they do come back, find somebody of a, a, a musician who mm -hmm. plays who plays an instrument, Something. put him on. Bro, look what Get, Kodak doing. Grab another producer, a grab a model. Oh. Somebody start a show. Think about when Kodak <laughs> first came out with that video with the dude playing the piano or mm -hmm. the, uh, whatever. It was an instrument. Yeah, like a few years ago. Now everybody want to do it. And they think it's it's art. Well, it is, but it it's is. still like you got it from somewhere else. You know somebody what I'm saying? Which is cool. But everything is recycled. But Let's do something else. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 encourage. Let's uplift. Let's not always talk about, you know, oh, I'm gonna go to the corner, I'm gonna wait on him, I'm hiding this bush and I'm gonna shoot him. Like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like what type of <laughs> think about the shit you put out. <laughs> right. Like these people don't understand, like, whatever you put out, you're gonna get back. Like yeah. I, I seen some um ESTG, he had tweeted earlier this year, he was like something about he want peace. How you expect to get that? Right. Nigga, every other word you talking about, fuck these nigga. Yeah. Come on, bro. You not, I don't know what kind of peace you're looking for. Come on, bro. You know, so, but yeah, bro, like the city, we, bro, we're, we're super talented. And I, I, you know, I just want to change the perspective, man. I, I hope that whatever I do, you know, I want to show people that I support you, whether you, you know, whether you share my stuff or not. Because if it's fire, if you got a fire product, you got a fire song and I like it, I'll share it. Like, bro, what people don't know about me, bro, something that I do, I randomly, like, I see the birthday list, right? And I tell everybody who birthday is that day, I tell them happy birthday on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Just something, some kind of um, nice gesture to make somebody's day. 
Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, we don't we don't really love our neighbor, bro. And that's that's the biggest thing that we got to get to. That's one of the biggest um, things that God wanted for us to do is love our neighbor. We, we can't even. Yeah, we could, we have to definitely tap into that soon, man. Because um, it's a lot it's a lot more people that are starting to pop out, but they're doing the same thing. Like you said, they getting on and they they gone. Mm-hmm. That's it. It ain't no. They come back for the you know family like you should. Uh, and like I said, I see both sides, man. Like I get it. For some people, because their journey was just so rough, it's like, bro, if I come back and give, I'll be giving y'all everything I got. And y'all mm-hmm. ain't never gave me nothing. Yeah. But for yeah. others, it's like, a lot of people did give you a lot. You got what you got because of the people who you was around, the culture you grew up in. That's what made you. That's why you was able to spread that when you got out and they like, oh, I like your personality. Your personality was foreign in Duval. Yeah. You learned all that shit from the schools and the stores and the friends and the yeah. parties. and. Yeah. The churches or whatever you did that helped form you. So we definitely want to see more of that, man. Definitely. And um <clears throat> so you was talking about Clemson, man. I seen the picture with the speech. Tell me how that was uh, experience was, man. what led you to doing that, or how that even came about. Cause well, you said y'all just got cool. I want to circle back to that. Well, um man, so it's a lot of former players who work there now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those older guys, like, they just, I guess they just seeing my transformation. You know what I'm saying? How I used to be a liability at Clemson to, you know, having them be the life of the party guy who just really just, I don't even have the same desires I had a year ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and so they reached out to me and it was like, hey, man, we want you to speak. And I'm just like, Are you serious? You know, because I pray for this. Like, just, mm-hmm. I want, I want to speak. You know what I'm saying? I may not be, I may not play in the NFL again, but I touch the NFL by me speaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what God is showing me that he'll make my gift going to make room for me. So it just came about, man. And they said I was the most impressive panelist there. Um, you know, they was even like, man, we, we might have to come up with a position for you to work here because hey. you spoke so well. And the, the guys really, they, bro, the, the team, they was laughing at me. I wasn't trying to be funny. They yeah. felt me. You know what I'm saying? I was just real with them. Like, I asked them about fasting. You mm-hmm. know, you know, the, bro, when I asked them that, it was crickets. <laughs> them just don't know what fasting is. I'm like, bro, you, how, how do y'all, how, all this you, information y'all got? When do you ever be still? When do you give yourself time to hear from God? Like, when do you just give yourself time to not indulge in anything? Mm hmm. That's essential. You have to do that. Like, you get so many ideas when you're quiet. You know what I'm saying? People yep. don't know that, man. So I was just trying to give them game with that and just tell them my journey, bro. When I tell you, it was amazing, bro. Yeah. It was amazing. Coach Swinney ended up buying 200 of my books. <laughs> 200, bro. It was like, I'm like, I, I let him read my manuscript. He was like, man, this is really good, TB. They call me TB. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, man, Coach, I feel like it'll be a benefit for the team. So... What you want to do? He was like, "Man, I want to, I want to buy some." I'm like, "I mean, I think he was going to say 110, you know, because it's 110 players." Bro. Right. This man said 200. I want to buy whole team and the whole staff to have one, bro. When I left there, bro, I was crying, I thanking bet. God. Yeah. You know, it was like my first. I'm talking about even even now, bro. Like I average like two sales a day for my book, and it's like this is the most I've sold mm-hmm. anything. Like so, this is. Man, I'm just, I'm still, bro. I yeah. don't know, like, 
surreal, bro. It's, it's God's look, grace, bro. Yeah, like, it's it's a blessing, bro. It when really you start walking in what you really supposed to do, bro. Yeah, I've had many of those experiences. Yeah, how we was just talking beforehand, how I walked into this, and I I didn't know I was walking into this. It yeah. just, and I've had those experiences. Was like, dog, this junk just. And I want to go ahead and give your flowers, bro, on air, bro. Like, <laughs> I want to go ahead and give your flowers right now on your show. If y'all ain't know, man, I've been asking this dude for the past two years. Hey, bro, I want to get on the show. Because yeah. I just think what you're doing is dope, man. Um, you definitely um one of the pillars in the city as far as fashion. Bro, keep going. I love which I love everything you put out. Um, and man, you're gonna you're gonna be on in on a New York run show one day. You know what I'm saying? New York that, runway, man. your 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 clothes, bro. I, I believe that. Keep going. The sky's the limit. There's, there's no cap to what you're doing. Um, and you should always shoot for the stars, bro. You know what I'm saying? Never settle. Um, never compromise who you are mm -hmm. or, or your product. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, man. No, I, 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 I humbly appreciate that, bro. That's 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 100, bro. I uh, definitely appreciate that, man. And um, that's all I have for you today, man. On the, on the White Show, man. I just want people to hear your journey as far as, you know, where you uh, been through and where you're at now. And, you know, how... Um, the White Show knows my story as far as how I came. It didn't get that far, but the, the pivot moment into where I didn't know what I want to do with my life mm -hmm. because sports was always my life growing up too. It stopped earlier for me. So when it stopped early and you that young, you got to make that type of decision at that young age mm -hmm. versus me just picking the school I want to go to. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out, do I want to go to school? Right. And that's that's a real thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't even. I'm like, what? I've never been in school and just did school. Mm -hmm. It was always school and sports. So that was my first time when I was in college. It was just like, I did actually make the team, but I quit because mm -hmm. Wilson didn't prepare me. I couldn't keep up for the, the 5:45 workouts. I was missing class. Hey. hey, that shit was a different lifting weights. Hey, bro, <laughs> I told I, I, you it was bro, optional. Bro, I can't, bro. <laughs> I can't tell you how many five forty-five workouts I missed, bro. Like, bro, and the only reason I didn't miss them because I had walked on. Like, mm -hmm. if I had got a scholarship, I probably would have had a little leeway. But I walked on, so I was like trying to, you know, prove a point. And I had just tore my meniscus my the spring of senior year, mm. so I was still fresh. Yeah, coming in that next spring, I had a, a whole year to to get back right. I had just started running and cutting again, and I still was had my brace on, and I made the team. Wow. But all those meetings and weights and practice, Bro. I was like, shoot, <laughs> Mom Dukes ain't even sent me here to play ball. I'm, right. I'm playing ball, but I'm missing class. Yeah, like, yeah. It was so crazy. I, just, I, I left, it, left it alone. That was my last. I was done with sports. And then it was just a free fall, even when I was in the Army, because I wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. That mm -hmm. was a free fall until I got out. This wasn't what I always wanted to do, but it was that pivot moment, just how you – you play ball, you telling me how you were depressed, going into the league, having opportunities, and then the, playing in the XFL, and then that being on pause for a second. Now you're trying to figure out what you want to do. The lifestyle you had, you had to change your lifestyle because you you back down to a different level. Mm -hmm. It's a humbling experience because you like, damn, like, what the hell do I do now? Oh, man. What? You know what I'm saying? What? I know it was about to wrap it up, but that's some deep shit I had to get into. Like, this, what? People had it outside of sports. Like, what are you doing those pivotal moments? You like, I was going on this. I had this path. This is what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And then it ended. But you, well, you see, I'll cut you off. Um, 
we always plan our steps, right? We always mm-hmm. plan our path, but the Lord establishes our steps. For sure. And so I had to just understand that ultimately God's will is going to be done for my life, not my will. So when you're aligned, bro, with his will for your life, you just start walking and you start, everything just starts coming to you because you're aligned correctly. And, you know, that's so true. You know, I thought I was going to be this, you know, NFL superstar playing mm-hmm. the league 10 years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> have this house in uh, Bora Bora yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, nah, man, like, because cause I ain't going to lie. So I know wrapping up in May of 2020, after the XFL, the Bengals and the Eagles called me. Okay. Like, because I was balling in the XFL. Like, they say they like me. I look fast. But the thing about it, the, the uh pandemic had just happened so they yeah. wasn't bringing nobody in to work out and that's what they told me they said man you look fast you look better than you did at clemson but um we can't bring nobody in to work out and so that was like that was may and then august came that year bro i wasn't working i stopped working out I stopped training i'm like man shit over with right. you know what i'm saying and so my my agent asked me he was like hey man some teams want to bring you in are you ready i'm like hell no i ain't been training to nothing so right. I was just like F football, you know, 2020. It had it hurt my feelings so much. And I'm just like, man, God, I don't want this for me. You know, so now it's like, bro, I, I can't tell you how many teams I done reached out to with these past few days about my speaking engagement, you know, mm-hmm. about my cover letter, about my book. Like, I want to go speak to these rookies. I want to go speak right. to these teams and, and let them know, get them my story so they can, you know, hopefully turn and give their lives to God and, mm-hmm. you know, um, be appreciative. You know, right. that's what my book, my new book is about. It's about being in a constant state of gratitude and humility, you know, because if you're not, you're going to find yourself taking things for granted. Right. Understood. Understood. And that, that's that's a perfect way to end the man. So I hope y'all can use all of those messages, his journey, um, my experiences as well, man. But I, again, I definitely appreciate you coming on, appreciate bro. Appreciate you having me, bro. Um, I'm honored, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, most definitely, bro. It's uh, it's, it's TB Honest, Tavares Barnes, man. It's the White Show. Shout out to MPN. That's the network. Stay true. Do you. Yo, yo, yo. This is the White Show. Honest. I'm saved, but still struggle. Yeah. Where do I begin? I feel like I ain't ish. Like I turned into one of them fathers I said I'd never be. Legit like scum, a bum. I can't get anything done. Feel helpless, just like I did for my son. Baby mama told me I ain't did nothing for my kids since I played in the NFL. That was four years ago since I played. And my other kid's mom feel like I don't do nothing either.